Aloha and welcome back to the Healing Laughter Podcast, the show where we talk about all things narcissistic abuse. I'm your host, Katie Utterback. I'm a certified narcissistic abuse recovery coach at Elevated Aura, an international holistic coaching firm specializing in helping survivors of toxic relationships learn self-love and how to live their best life. I want to talk to you today about water. Did you know that water reacts to words, sounds, environments, even people? It's true. Our thoughts and intentions do impact the physical realm, the world around us. It's a revolutionary finding that was brought to light by a Japanese scientist by the name of Dr. Masuro Emoto, who conducted experiments on water molecules to examine if and how words affect water crystals. Now, why was Dr. Emoto researching whether water was affected by words and how it happened? Well, Dr. Emoto realized that words have a vibration, and that specific vibration will alter the structure of water crystals accordingly. He was able to study the effect words had on water by labeling water bottles with positive and negative words and messages, freezing the water, and then examining those frozen water molecules under a magnifying lens. What's so fascinating about this research is that Dr. Emoto discovered that the water molecules that were exposed to uplifting, positive, and encouraging words created these beautiful, balanced, and symmetric crystals that had intricate structures and diamond-like reflectiveness. The water that had been exposed to destructive, hateful, and evil words had the opposite effect. The structure of the crystal had collapsed and the edges had turned yellow. Dr. Emoto's findings were later published in his 2004 book, The Hidden Messages in Water. It's a fascinating read, and I'd highly recommend it if you haven't had a chance to read it yet. So why am I talking to you about how water responds to words? Well, we as human beings are predominantly made of water, something like 80%. So the same thing with our brain. It's mostly water. And our planet is predominantly made of water. Our oceans and other bodies of water make up like 75 to 80% of the planet. Water is all around us. We are water. That means that our bodies, our minds, the environment around us reacts to our words, our thoughts, our surroundings, and further shapes our perception of our experience. If you've ever read a self-help book, looked into personal development at all, or if you listen to this podcast and follow me on Instagram, you've likely heard of positive affirmations, statements that we say to help us create and attract a world that we do want to live in. Affirmations vary based on what it is that you're working toward, but they usually start with I am. For example, I am safe. I am healthy and happy. I am a good person who does good things with money. I am grateful for music. I am grateful for the abundance of blessings in my life. The I am part of the affirmation is really important because what we say, particularly about ourselves, affects the electromagnetic fields around our bodies, specifically near our hearts. Yes, I said electromagnetic fields. So every one of us has these energy fields around us. You may have commonly heard these fields described as an aura before. And what these energy fields do is they hold a particular frequency. The higher, lighter, brighter frequencies are attached to positive words and energies, while the more lower sounding frequencies are attached to those heavier, dense energies and are usually connected to more 
negative emotions and experiences. When we say positive things about ourselves, our abilities in our life, we attract more light-filled positive energies into our electromagnetic field. The more light we have in our electromagnetic field, the more we attract positive situations and events that prove our perception correct. In other words, through his water study, Dr. Emoto basically proved that every one of us is the designer of our life. Yes, there are definitely going to be things out of your control, things that you may need to experience for your soul's journey, not your ego's journey. But what I'm talking about is more so related to your perception of your life. If you believe that you're safe to create a prosperous, abundant, happy life filled with freedoms, you will create that. But we have to be mindful of our words and thoughts because that's what's really driving our life. I believe in this so much that I've shared a little bit with you about my journey with Kangen water, but Kangen water is water that holds that electromagnetic charge better than tap water or bottled water because it's technically living water. The pH balance of the water I drink is higher than your average tap water. So normal drinking water is around a seven pH balance. And I've been drinking water that is 9.5 pH to help recharge my body, my cells, everything, and return it back to a state of normalcy. I've been drinking this water for a month, and I'm not, I'm not lying, you guys. I can feel the change in my skin, in my mind, in, in my literal gut. And not only am I drinking this water that is recharged and alive, but I've been bottling this water using bottles that were sandblasted with positive messages and symbols of protection, vitality, happiness, love, and abundance, allowing more messages of love to not only enter my water, but it penetrates the cells of my body when I consume it. I've noticed that this water is helping me stay more authentic to myself. For example, last night, I wasn't really into the movie that my husband and his friend were watching, so I decided to go outside and play with Jagger. In the past, I would have stayed and watched the movie so as to not appear rude. But the truth is, I was forcing my my body, my mind, to do something that wasn't a hell yes. And every time we do something we don't really want to do, we bring negative energy stagnant energy, scarcity energy into our lives. Last night when I was throwing the ball around with Jagger in our backyard, I noticed that I didn't feel guilty for doing what I needed to do and I couldn't help but wonder if it was because of all of the work I've been doing. Not only saying positive affirmations, but drinking positive water, catching myself when I start to doubt my likability, my lovability. I've also largely cut self-deprecating humor and sarcastic comments from my vocabulary because I realized that the power of these I am statements and of spelling in general is really too big to mess around with. I mean, just even look at the word spelling. The first part of the word literally is spell. So it's not hard to connect the dots that what we say we become Where our focus goes, our energy flows. It sounds almost too simple to be true, but that's life. Sometimes the simplest answer, the simplest solution is ignored because it seems too easy. And we've convinced ourselves somewhere along the way that life was supposed to be hard, 
that in order for something to be worthwhile, it had to be a struggle. But guess what? Life doesn't have to be hard or a struggle. I mean, do you really believe that you, a once-in-a-lifetime cosmic event, you that you were created just so that the universe could fuck with you? Do you really believe that of all the galaxies that exist in our limited knowledge of outer space, of all the animals, plants, and other humans, that you, you are here to be punished, forced to struggle, and live a life that feels inauthentic to you? I personally don't believe that the universe or the planets are here to punish any of us. I believe that they're here to remind us through retrogrades, eclipses, and other alignments that cause these energetic shifts to help remind us of who we really are at our core. If you've ever studied astrology, human design, or numerology, you've likely noticed that we have the ability to transform our lives by learning more about how we specifically operate, what motivates us, what fears trigger us, etc. One thing that I've learned through quantum human design in particular is that what feels good for me in my life may not feel good to someone else, and that's okay. Having different needs, wants, and desires is what makes this planet fun and interesting. I'm someone who always loves learning new things, especially fun facts. Can you imagine a world where there were no fun facts? Like if we all knew the same information, it wouldn't be fun to share random tidbits. Like, did you know that kelp, which is a type of seaweed in the Pacific Ocean, never stops growing? Or did you know that our brains are like 80% water? How about this fun fact? Did you know that the ever-popular Thanksgiving spice, nutmeg, yes, the nutmeg you probably dust on top of your eggnog and other holiday goodies, is really good at removing dense, heavy energies from your aura. So it's called a nutmeg bath. And since 2014, 2015, it's been one of the ways that I've been cleaning my electromagnetic field. And this was before I fully understood spirituality, auras, or the power of positive affirmations. I have the full recipe for the nutmeg bath tea on the Elevated Aura website, um, but essentially, you take six teaspoons of nutmeg along with a cup of hot water, and using a coffee filter or other strainer, you'll create a nutmeg tea. You pour that tea in a bath, and I usually don't add any other salts to the water, and you want to relax in that nutmeg tea bath water for at least 10 minutes. During those 10 minutes, or however long you choose to stay in the bath, I listen to positive affirmation videos on YouTube. Now, there are some that are about 20 minutes, and I find those usually work perfectly for me. I float in the water, allowing the positive messages and the water to cover my entire being. I visually imagine bright lights filling up my body with sunshine, love, abundance, happiness, and security. I breathe in love, exhale fear. And at the end of the bath, I sit in the bath as I drain the water. As the water is pulled down the drain, I imagine all of the fear, all of the doubt, all of the pain getting pulled out of my body and down the drain. I let go of all of these dense, heavy emotions that make me feel less than and not good enough. And I visualize those black clouds diluting in the water alchemizing as they are returned back to source. 
back to Mama Gaia. I told you I started taking these baths around 2015, and I'm still taking them in 2021. When I took my first nutmeg bath, I was intimidated and a little scared because the truth is I had never done anything like this before. I wasn't even a bath person. I had never heard of positive affirmations, and the idea of creating a tea to help me cleanse my aura made me a little nervous because it was technically a Wiccan recipe. I was raised Catholic, and like we talked about in the last episode of the Healing Laughter podcast, I struggled with feeling like I had to be this good girl and do what was expected of me more so than I followed my own heart. But in 2015, I had kind of a rock bottom experience. I had quit my job after a bad breakup and I had moved from my hometown in the Midwest to Washington, D.C., a town where I knew not a soul. So I was honestly at my wit's end. I felt so lost that trying a Wiccan bath ritual was worth disappointing my Catholic parents over. So I did. Almost immediately, my life started improving. Whenever I took a nutmeg bath, like the most random shit would happen. And as I said, I was living in Washington, uh, D.C. at the time. So if you've been following me on Instagram or if we've had the chance to connect in real life, you may know that my heart has always lived on the West Coast. I have been obsessed, obsessed with California since I was super little. I watch pretty much every single TV show that I could when I was young that was based in California. So I loved Saved by the Bell. I assumed that Lizzie McGuire was in California, so I was obsessed. Um, Beverly Hills 90210. And as much as I loved Friends, I once I learned that Friends was actually filmed in Los Angeles and not New York, I loved that show even more. And not only that, all of my fantasies about living in New York just dipped out. All of that energy just went right back to California. So I eventually moved to San Diego. And once I moved to San Diego, my life started to feel easier, so much easier than it did when I lived on the East Coast. And that was partly because of my mental state of mind. I did not want to be in D.C. I never really wanted to be in D.C. It sounded cool, but it was just never for me. I only moved there thinking it was going to bring me closer to moving to California. Clearly, that doesn't make a like, physical sense, but I thought that I could work my way up in a job and then somehow get transferred to California. So anyway, <laughs> I thought, like I said, that I was going to get to California by going to D.C. first. Um, but when I was on the East Coast, I felt like the people on the East Coast were just so much less receptive to talking about spirituality and energies and affirmations and all these things that I was really starting to become interested in. So that was the reality that I started to experience on the East Coast. It was the one where I was always the oddball out. So because I was the oddball out, I started taking my lunch break when I worked in DC um, at a nearby museum that had this beautiful exhibit on the ceiling that was supposed to represent tsunamis. So the artist had used colored yarn to create these beautiful shapes that danced around the ceilings and the walls of the exhibit, and it created the most gorgeous prismatic light and rainbow patterns. The AC unit 
had been pointed directly at the exhibit as well, which gave this illusion of a gentle breeze creating these waves throughout the pieces of the, of the colored yarn. So given this exhibit was supposed to be experienced laying on the floor, I would take my hour lunch break and spend about 45 minutes laying under this exhibit, listening to positive affirmation videos and other guided meditations. As I did this, I would dream about living in California. I didn't figure out the how when I was doing all of this. I would just imagine myself walking outside in January and feeling the grass under my feet. I would visualize myself driving down roads lined with the picturesque palm trees and being surrounded by other people who appreciated Mexican food and conversations about spirituality and energies and, of course, just the magic of California. I did this nearly every day for about a month and a half before the energies I was manifesting came to fruition. I lost my job, my apartment flooded, which gave me a green light to get out of D.C. and head west, just, at, just as I had always wanted to. Was I scared shitless? Yes, but I kept going. I kept trusting that the universe was just helping me create the life of my dreams, and I even said as much. Did my family of origin understand nutmeg baths or even try one when I shared their power? Well, that would be a fuck no. They didn't try it. They only made fun of it, which should have been a clue to me that something was wrong. And it kind of was, because here I had found something really important to me, something I believed was healing me, not just helping me. And I was laughed at and mocked for taking a nutmeg bath. My husband, on the other hand, will ask me how long it's been since I've had a nutmeg bath if I start to get moody or emotional. He knows that these rituals like affirmations, positive self-talk, creating moon water on the full moon, saging myself in our house, these are all important to me. So even though he doesn't have any interest in taking a nutmeg bath on his own, or I'm not expecting him to buy any sage and sage the house anytime soon, he doesn't make me feel weird or less than for doing what I need to do in order to feel my best. And that's really all we can ask of one another is to love ourselves enough that we can hold space and allow for people to be different from us, to have different likes, needs, wants, and desires. That's our show for today. Remember, you deserve healing from narcissistic abuse because you are fucking worth it. And I love you. If you have any questions about narcissistic abuse, or the recovery journey that you would like to have answered on this show, please send an email to katie at elevatedaura.com or you can submit a voice message on the Healing Laughter Anchor podcast homepage.